Welcome to Knowledge for Caregivers. My name is Kathy, the host of this podcast. Since I have been a geriatric nurse for almost 10 years, helping seniors age in place, I'm going to give you the knowledge that I used to help my own family so you can help your family. Welcome back to this episode. I want to talk to you a little bit about how to communicate with medical professionals. This can sometimes be difficult because we're always a little bit nervous about what we need to tell our physician or our primary care manager. I had given this talk through my work to various organizations. Unfortunately, when it was 4 a.m. in the morning and I was frustrated at the emergency room, I forgot everything that I had been teaching other people. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, my husband was diagnosed with a deep vein thrombosis or clot in his calf. A week later, he wakes up at 4 a.m. with his right knee swollen and in severe pain where he can't put any pressure on it. He wakes me up. He says, I need to go to the emergency room. I think something is wrong. Now, I have a sleeping problem. I take something to help me sleep better. Thankfully, the ER is only five minutes away. When we got to the emergency room, we told them, hey, last week I had been diagnosed with a clot in my calf, but now my knee is swollen. The doctor said, oh, this is the result of the clot. I know that I'm not a doctor, I'm a nurse, but I'd always been taught that the pain from a clot was below the clot. So the pain should be in the ankle or lower calf area, not above the clot. I was tired and she said she had worked about 30 hours straight that weekend. I know she was tired and we were both frustrated. And she said, all I can tell you to do is take some strong pain medicine and go home and wait for it to resolve. By then, we're all frustrated, and I kept saying, but this doesn't make any sense. By now, she felt that I was questioning her, and she became defensive. I'm not here to blame her or the emergency room. Our medical system, no matter where you live, is not perfect. It is run by people who are not perfect. That's why it's important to have a plan of how to communicate with your physician. Thankfully, we did get in touch with our primary doctor who did not agree with her diagnosis. He sent my husband to a specialist and after further studies found out that he did not have a clot initially. He had a very large fluid-filled sac that was, had tangles all over it in the back of his knee called a Baker's cyst. It mimicked a clot. That changed our treatment plan. Doctors make decisions based on data. When I talk about talking to your doctor, I use the acronym DEAL. D-E-A-L. D stands for data. Doctors like to look at MRIs. They also want to hear what you have to say. You have to learn to tell a good story and talk about your symptoms. Where something is happening. When something started. What makes that better? How is this symptom affecting your life? If you can't remember it, write it down. I remember when my daughter was five years old. She started coughing at night so badly she would throw up. I went to the doctor the next morning. He goes, well, she sounds fine now. I said, well, why is she doing this? He gave her some antibiotics. Continued to happen. He gave her a breathing nebulizer. It continued to happen. 
But every time I came back in the morning, he said, well, everything looks good now. Finally, he gave me this tube. He said, I want your daughter to blow into this in the morning and the evening and for you to graph it. Now, this is before the days of Excel. He probably had many parents who did not follow his instructions. But I did it. Two weeks later, I brought him the graph. He looked at the graph and he said, oh, this is a classic asthma graph. Once we had the correct diagnosis, we then could work on a treatment plan to help her manage the asthma. It is very important to write things down when you are giving your doctor information. Many times the first 30 seconds to one minute is when they're really listening to you. Say the most important things first. I love my husband. He's creative. He's funny. He keeps me on my toes. But when he goes to the doctor, he talks like in circles about everything. And then the doctor has trouble focusing. I started going with him to the doctor just so I could say this is the most important problem that we see. And then the doctor can go from there. It's also important if the doctor puts you on new medication for you to write down how it's affecting you and whether you're having any side effects. Many times somebody goes to the doctor and they find that they have high blood pressure, for instance. There are literally probably a hundred medications the doctor can give you. He's going to give you the cheapest and the most common medication. That medication works on most people. There's nothing wrong with it being the cheapest. But let's say you take the medicine for a week and it makes you feel really loopy and lousy. So you stop taking it. You don't tell your doctor that. You just show up a month later. He checks your blood pressure again, asks how everything's going. You said fine. So now he adds a secondary medication thinking you're taking the first one. If a medicine is giving you side effects, you have to tell the doctor, hey, I stopped taking this after a week because it was giving me some bad side effects. Now the doctor can try another primary high blood pressure medicine rather than giving you a secondary one. The second thing in dealing with the medical profession is empathy. 42% of physicians are suffering from burnout. 15% are struggling with depression. You may say, well, how does that affect me? A doctor who is struggling with burnout or depression is going to be less effective. We need to take care of our medical profession by treating them with kindness and empathy. They are not perfect. Most of them go into this profession because they truly want to help people. But the system can grind them down. They're expected to see a patient in 15 minutes, come up with a diagnosis, come up with a treatment plan, and follow up with them. Every physician would love to have more time with the clients, but that is just not cost effective. Realize that your doctor wants to help you and come in with that thought in mind. But also, again, come in prepared. The third thing that is very, very important is don't be shy or embarrassed to ask questions. Have good data, have empathy, and the A is ask questions. Doctors will base many of their decisions based on medical algorithms. That doesn't mean they don't use their experience. For instance, if you come in with a sore throat, the doctor is going to be looking for some of the most common causes of a sore throat. Do you have strep throat? Do you now have COVID-19? Or are you just having allergies? 
But let's say your sore throat is from something more serious. Well, that's not the first thing they're going to look for. Sore throat is sort of a simple thing. There's not always serious things that go on with it. But I definitely would say if you don't agree with the diagnosis or you keep coming back with the same problem, ask the doctor, could something else be going on? Sometimes we have a problem, yet multiple things are going on. For instance, I struggle with headaches. I have three things going on at the same time. One, I have fibromyalgia, which means my shoulders hurt a lot, and that pain from my shoulder radiates up into my head. I also have clenching of the jaws, or what they call TMJ, which I can never pronounce, but it's basically the muscles of my jaw get sore. And I also get migraines. Therefore, when I go to the doctor, we have to deal with all three problems at the same time. Also ask questions about new medication, what I should look for, what side effects can this cause? How should I take this medicine? When should I call you? The other thing is if the doctor wants to do a test or a treatment, ask, what is this going to show? How is this going to affect my care? I had a client who came in with some possible bleeding in his stool. He went to the doctor. The doctor said, you're 85 years old. You are not in great health. You would not survive a surgery even if you had colon cancer. At this point, is it worth doing a lot of testing to find that out and yet not do anything about it? The last thing on the make a deal with your doctor is L. Listen. There's nothing more frustrating for medical professionals to give a treatment plan and the individual is non-compliant. Now, there may be a reason you're not taking that medicine, but you need to tell your doctor that. If the doctor is talking to you about weight loss and that's a struggle, then be honest. Say, look, I've tried to lose weight. I don't know how to do it. Do you have any ideas of what can help me lose weight? I always encourage people to bring a notebook with them to write down what the doctor says. Nowadays, it's very nice. Many times the doctors will write out what instructions they have given you. Remember to always be honest with your doctor. I know sometimes you feel like, oh, they're going to judge me. Well, whether they judge you or not doesn't matter. They'll always put on their game face. Again, whether it's for yourself or for a loved one, You can always go online and look for articles about how to communicate with your doctor. I will put some of those in the show notes. You will get better care if you have strong communication with your healthcare provider. Just one side note, don't bring them a whole notebook of concerns and then want them to read through it all. Have it in just a couple of lines what your concerns are. If you have a lot more concerns, you may need to make a longer appointment or come back at another time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The information that I am giving is meant for informational or educational purposes only. They are not meant to replace the advice and consent of a person's primary care doctor or physician. If you wish to send me an email, you can do it at info, I-N-F-O, at symbol, Kathy's Consulting, K-A-T-H-Y-S-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. Or you can check out my website at kathysconsulting.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for going on this caregiving journey with me. Mm-hmm.